it's monday and that's what happens to be the day that i like to talk about monsters hello and welcome to monster mondays i'm jeff arbuckle co-host of the podcast film seizure that you can catch each wednesday at filmseizure.com or at a number of podcast providers online oh boy are we gonna have fun times on this week's monster mondays all of all the Godzilla movies that I watched as a kid, it seemed as though the most common ones that showed up on our local TV station that would play these like on Saturday afternoons were like the original one and Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, which is why the original Mecha Godzilla is my favorite foe of the big G's. And then there's probably also either Astro Monster or the first Ghidorah movie. But one that also got a ton of play is what I'm talking about today, Son of Godzilla. Now, this movie is both adored and detested by fans of Godzilla. And I've danced around this topic a few times, but understand that the Godzilla films had been going for about 13 years at this point. And Son of Godzilla is the eighth film in the series. So there are very few film series that can go that long with that many entries and not do something kind of different. It didn't take the Godzilla series that long to turn him from an enemy in the first two films to having something more of a personality in the next couple of movies and then turn him into an anti-hero. Uh, even in the most recent entry we covered, which was the movie just before this, Ebra Horror of the Deep, uh, he was used to help destroy Ebra, but he was not exactly friendly. He had to be escaped from after he killed the giant lobster monster. Now still, Godzilla was growing a personality that would identify with a certain portion of the audience. Of course, I'm talking about kids. Little kids. Kids who like the idea of monsters stomping on their school and their bullies and their teachers. And I mentioned bullies, but that's a later film we'll get to maybe next year. As Godzilla was becoming more and more anthropomorphic as an international movie superstar, the next step to make him much more family friendly and endear him to the kid audience was to make him a parent. So Son of Godzilla got off to kind of an inauspicious start. The movie was put into production at the same time that Toho Productions was working on King Kong Escapes. The A-team of Toho's monster crews, which included director Ishiro Honda, effects editor Aiji Tsuburaya, and composer Akira Ifukubi, were dedicated to the Kong movie. This left Toho to assign a lower-tier team to Son of Godzilla, and that included director uh, Jun Fukuda, effects uh, guy Sadamasa Irakawa, and uh, composer Masaru Sato. However, Irakawa did get some help from Tsuburaya, and in addition, the film, much like its predecessor, went to a tropical island location to film the movie. So, it was kind of in danger of not being well-designed or directed and be stale in terms of how it looked as far as the location. However, things were not so bad after all. Yes, Son of Godzilla and that titular son, which goes by Minya or Manila, depending on uh, the dub or what you see and how people pronounce it. I typically pronounce it as Minya. Uh, he does get a lot of jabs. I think that's actually caused by confusion between this and Godzilla's Revenge that came out a few years later. 
Uh, Godzilla's Revenge is also known as All Monsters Attack. Um, but this Godzilla suit was the bulkiest one designed to date. So it was a new suit. The suit from uh, Minya was kind of cute in an ugly way. There are some things I will talk about that actually plays very well in the movie and introduces a couple of bug-themed monsters that will be famous for decades. Um, but it also featured the first female writer for a Godzilla movie, Kazooie Shiba. In the end, the movie did actually do pretty okay at the box office and with some critics. Some critics went and kind of worried about the preposterous plot of the eighth film of a giant monster movie, but turned out to be entertained. Part of the success was that Minya was designed to be friendly to what was called the dating crowd. These were young lovers who go to the movies for fun. Minya was a cute monster, and there was a considerable amount of effort put into the relationship between father and son in the actual film and how it plays out. It was successful enough for Minya to appear two more times in the Showa era, and every other era to date has had some sort of baby Godzilla show up. But as the movie begins, uh, it's a stormy night, and a crew of a plane flying low over the sea kind of detect a strange radio wave that is something more of a brainwave pattern than a normal radio signal. And they nearly crash into an emerging Godzilla who is headed in the direction of that brainwave pattern, almost as if he's being called to it. We transitioned to Sogol Island, where the signal was coming from. There, some scientists are working on a way to control weather. Um, as they run tests, their equipment registers strange interference. Their radar also picked up the readings from an airplane that a journalist has parachuted out of. This kind of greatly frustrates the scientists as they're supposed to be operating in a top secret experiment that only the UN was aware of. However, they have bigger problems. Um, this island is also home of the giant mantises called Kamakaras, um, which are called Gymantis in the dubbed version. They consistently create problems for the scientists, and not only that, but this island also has a giant spider known as Kumanga, and the dubbed version of that is Spiga. Kamanga doesn't come around until a little bit later. It's really the Kamakras that causes the biggest problems early on. As the annoying reporter discovers that the island is actually home to a beautiful girl, the scientists find a group of Kamakras digging up an egg. And uh, when they kind of beat on the egg to try to crack it open to eat whatever is inside, it hatches the baby Godzilla, known as Minya. His cries for help against the Kamakras has a telepathic nature that also creates interference that prevents the weather controlling machine from working properly. It also brings Godzilla to the island. Now, if you know how Godzilla typically has a pretty bad attitude, right? Um, well... Imagine that attitude and what it's like if you're messing with his kid. When Godzilla shows up, he sees the giant mantises beating up on Minya. It's three giant mantises against one Godzilla, and Godzilla really messes up the mantises. Uh, one flies towards Godzilla, and he lights that bastard up with his atomic breath. The other two tried defeating Godzilla by distracting him with a rock that one basically kicks uh, and hits Minya in the face with. 
and one of the surviving Kamakras attack Godzilla and immediately regrets it as Big G smashes it against the ground, breaking it apart, and then lighting it on fire with his breath. The third Mantis flies off realizing that he can't stand a chance against Godzilla. Now, Godzilla saves his son, but he also kind of leaves him behind as he saunters off while Minya is too small to really kind of stand and follow. The island girl, though, well, she calls out to Minya and feeds him some fruits from a tree. But Godzilla decides to come back and offer his tail to Minya to hitch a ride on. While Godzilla takes a nap, Minya decides to play around. He's kicking rocks into a hot spring. He tries making a game out of jumping over Dad's tail, but he's not particularly coordinated and spends a lot of the time on his ass. Uh, it's cute, but little Minya gets into some trouble when Godzilla finds out that he's wandered off. And when Godzilla wants him to return back to their nest, he protests by dropping to the ground and kicking his arms and legs about like a small child. Godzilla just ends up dragging him back home by his tail. Now, when the uh, scientists all start coming down with high fevers, the island girl says that the warm red water in that hot springs will cure them. However, to get there, they first have to pass through a valley where Kamanga is sleeping. Then they have to get to the water, or the, which is where Godzilla and Minya calls home. Now, they get past Kamanga's hibernation spot, but when they get to the hot spring, they find Minya studying to be more like his old man. Uh, this is where we see Minya's most memorable trait. He can't breathe the atomic breath that his dad can. At first, he can only blow smoke rings. Godzilla decides to use a new tactic to make him uh, breathe that atomic fire. And he steps on his son's tail. When father and son fall asleep, our island girl and reporter take the liquid they need. Now, the final remaining Kamakras attacks the island girl later on the next day. And when Minya discovers this, he tries to battle the giant mantis. But he's outmatched. Worse, the, com uh, the commotion of knocking over the rocks and stuff into the valley awakens Kamanga. And Kamanga first attacks the reporter and the island girl. But when they don't prove to be that easy to capture with his webbing, he turns his attention towards the much larger Minya. Meanwhile, the scientists are rushing to the shore to be saved by an already dispatched American sub that realizes that communication has been lost with the scientists. Um, so, uh, the scientists use the weather controlling machine to basically aid in their escape, and they plan to make it snow so that the monsters would either die off or be forced into hibernation. Outside, Kamanga has used his webbing to basically completely cover Minya. And when the final Kamakras arrives, uh, it too gets trapped by Kamanga's webbing. But the giant spider decides to feast on the mantis first, which gives Godzilla enough time to arrive. He smashes Kamanga in the face with a rock and frees Minya. Realizing he's probably effed in the bee, Kamanga decides to turn around and make a run for it. But Godzilla... Well, he isn't going to let the spider get away to fight another day. He blasts him with some atomic breath, uh, but does get a lot of webbing sprayed all over him. And with the weather controlling machine set off by the scientists, the temperature on the island drops below freezing and it begins snowing. This allows for Godzilla and Minya both to be able to blast Kamanga with their atomic breath and kill him by basically roasting him alive. 
I mean, damn, don't mess with the Godzilla family, right? But as the snow gets heavier and the temperatures get colder, Godzilla and Minya must huddle up together to hibernate and allow the snow to pass. But don't worry, they will return in the next two films in the Godzilla series. Um, so let's get to the three things I like about Son of Godzilla. First, I got to give production some major credit for both the Kamakras and the Kamanga designs. Both bug-like creatures were a little bit different than past Godzilla foes uh, that they uh, that you know originally would have like actors inside the suits, even if there were some puppetry uh, involved. However, these creatures were entirely puppeteered by several crew members and effects people, and they both look really good. The giant mantises have movable mouths and glowing eyes, and they just have great movement. Uh, they really do look like they could be large bugs. The same goes for Kumanga. Uh, he moves really well for being a giant puppet. Uh, he also has mandibles and a mouth that, uh, he shoots webbing out of, uh, he's got like his little, um, venom needle that sticks out of his mouth. Um, you know, these were actually pretty successful creature creations as they would later appear in future films, like both of them appearing in all monsters attack which is the movie also known as Godzilla's Revenge. You have Godzilla versus Gigan, and they both made return appearances in Godzilla Final Wars all the way in 2004. Now, Kamanga would even be present in Destroy All Monsters when the all-time monster beatdown of many, many Toho monsters fighting and killing King Ghidorah. Now, every Godzilla movie has a plot line for the monsters and a plot line for the humans. And that's what's going to be my second like. I actually like the human story in this. It really isn't all that bad. Uh, it doesn't really get in the way. You have scientists who are testing weather control equipment. But they're also dealing with these monsters. So you've got a Godzilla. You've got some giant mantises. And then they learn that there's a giant monster, or a giant monster spider there, too. It's a madhouse on this island. However, none of the human characters are particularly annoying in any way, shape, or form. Um, after being cooped up for a few days when their tests created a massive radioactive uh, storm and like heat wave, one of the people on the science team cracks and demands to leave. He demands to stop working. Um, he even starts wildly brandishing a rifle. And I got to admit, there's some realism to that. I'd probably do the same thing if I found out I'm on an island with a super giant spider. Now, thirdly, damn it if I don't like Minya. Um, yeah, he's this weird mix of cute and butt ugly. Sure, he is kind of annoying at times with the kind of donkey noise that he makes. Uh, absolutely uh, is his lead role in All Monsters Attack. Again, that's the one that's called Godzilla's Revenge. Uh, really makes it hard for him to be taken seriously, but I do like him. And moreover, there are some really good scenes with Minya and Godzilla. It's even stated in the dialogue that Godzilla is a serious taskmaster and a tough teacher, but that's kind of part of the charm and characterization of these monsters. Godzilla is a meanie, but he's really, and he's really hard on his little kid. However, there's some really good loving moments of Godzilla being a parent. Uh, the end when father and son have to, you know, huddle together in a snowstorm 
to go into hibernation until it warms up again is actually kind of touching, especially because Godzilla has to go back for Minya, who was struggling with walking through the snow and dealing with the cold. Um, so this might often be considered the start of a real hard left turn for the Godzilla series that sides much more on the goofy and kid-friendly stuff going forward. But there's a lot to like here with Godzilla and Minya. That wraps up this week's Monster Mondays. You can catch new episodes of Monster Mondays each Monday at FilmSeizure.com. Don't forget to follow Film Seizure at Facebook, Threads, and Instagram. And subscribe to Film Seizure to get both the Film Seizure podcast and Monster Mondays at your favorite podcast providers, as well as YouTube. You can also check out my website, bmovieanima.com, to read new articles every Friday morning. Next time, we stop by Godzilla's show arrival and uh, check out the next film in the series of our favorite flying rocket turtle as I check out 1970s Gamera vs. Jiger. Until next week, stay spooky.